Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome back to this week's show. Well, welcome back to the show. It is this week's show. You know, it's like same bat time, same bat channel, once a week, every Tuesdays. Um, we are here. And I want to dive right in today because I have just somebody that's on the show today that I met when I gave a keynote speech at CompTIA at their, um, their women's, women um, in technology group. And I met Patty there, and she just blew me away. I mean, she just so <laughs> blew me away that I knew we were going to be lifelong friends. And I, I didn't know how much she was going to change my life by just being in my life and getting me to think about things in a, in a different way just because she is one of those people that when she walks into your life... If you're willing to be open to new possibilities, she just is there. You know, she lights up a room. So I want to dive right in. And and today we have Patty Grimm. She is the president of her own company, Advantage Performance and Training Limited. She used to work at Microsoft. She is not a geek, but I think she's a geek. (laughs) I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're just not a tech geek, but you are so a geek. So, Patty, thank you so much for being on the show. And it's taken, what, like a year or so to have you back on the show. Exactly. And I'm going to have you on my show in a couple of weeks, too. So we're going to, we're going to both get a chance to chat and share our thoughts and insights and maybe a few thoughts with people. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited because your book um, that came out last year, which is, is such a, a great book, Quiet Women Never Changed History, Be Strong, Stand Up, and Stand Out, is a book that every woman and man needs to read to truly understand leadership and what somebody needs to do to shift from um, thinking that keeps you inside the box to thinking that takes you to the next level. So thank you for, for getting this book out. Well, thank you, and you were one of the people that I interviewed for the book, and so there's a lot of Laura in my book, too, and there's a lot of questions in my book. Uh, so there's a very activity-centric book in terms of thinking and reflecting about what you can do to make a difference in your own life. And thank you, Laura, for such amazing words. I am so honored. Well, you know, it, when I read the earlier drafts of the book, you know, I had my editor's hat on, <laughs> you know, and, and where, you know, you asked me to look at the book in the early stages, you know, for flow and for different things like that. So I, I have an editor's hat on, and it's very narrow, right, because you don't really see the whole book when, with the way you asked me to read it. And I reread the entire book last night in prep for this interview. And I have to tell you, I'm so honored because you, you speak about my book and the impact it had on you in this mm-hmm. book. And the other books that you speak about were are so powerful. Um, Lean In, Arianna Huffington's Thrive, Marcus Buckingham. And, and my book plays such a, a huge role in here about how the questions and, and the things I laid out. So I, I'm honored. And it was last night I was crying because I'm like, how come I didn't see this before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It didn't make to make me cry. <laughs> it, was, it was a good way. You know, I was going through a lot. Yeah, I found yeah. out I'm having surgery next week but um, for my hand. But what what got me was how 
you see things when you need to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact exactly. that I, I didn't really connect all those pieces, even though, I mean, it's, I'm in there a lot. <laughs> and I didn't see it, but last night I needed to see that. Because That's I was awesome. feeling really low and everything with how am I going to get everything done once my hand is operated on and, and I was just in a, a crappy place. So so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I, I feel so honored myself. I mean, this is great. It's great to chat with you again on, the, on a show, formerly on a show, and maybe share some things that we both have learned along the way, along both of our long careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've both had some interesting, interesting careers, but... One of the things that really stood out for me in the book, you say in the very beginning, and it's on, um, I didn't write down what page it's on, but I have this thing like dog-eared, the PDF, because it's easier to read the PDFs right now. On page um, XIII, you say, Mm -hmm. turn one moment into momentum. Yes. Can you expand on that idea? Because I think it's such a, a powerful comment about you about what Mm -hmm. you teach people and what your book is all about where did that come from and why it's kind of in some ways and thank you it's it's like having a childlike wonder and curiosity of being able to look at the world with your eyes open and look at situations whether they be great situations where you had an amazing success and you want to look at this moment and you want to take that moment and make it momentum to propel you forward or if it's a negative situation, something that that happened, you didn't get the job you wanted, uh, you had a fight with your kids, anything that was happened that was a moment, how do you take that moment and then still turn it into some kind of positive momentum? It's like you can't live in the past. You can't change things that happened in the past. But how do you take those lessons that you learned and ask yourself the right questions to get back to some of your, your thoughts and thinking to the questions that will turn that negative moment into momentum. Uh, one silly example I will use is that when I was um, in high school and I was in something called uh, Rainbow Girls, which was a, a group of, uh, part, part of a Masonic group, but basically I had a lot of formal gowns because of this group I was involved in. We always had to wear these formal gowns. But I wanted a new dress for the prom. And my mom kept saying, you don't need a new prom dress. You've got a dozen dresses in your closet. Why do you need something new? And I remember I was so angry at my mom for that. And then looking back now as an adult, and I look back and I say, you know what, she was probably right. We just probably couldn't afford it, but I wasn't thinking of it at the time. And so how do I take that moment with my mom and cherish and recognize that she was right and she was doing the right thing and raising me the right way she could and then take that moment and say, well, how do I turn that into a positive momentum and say, well, what can I do in the future that I would be less selfish or I'd be less, I'd be thinking about the bigger picture versus just myself. And so a lot of times when I teach a team building workshop to a group, I talk about, I use a silly exercise with Tinker Toys where I have people build a tower with Tinker Toys and teams. And then I ask them, how could you build a tower as tall as you can? And I say, everybody works together really well. They laugh. They have fun. They build these towers. Some fall over. Some don't. But we debrief our own questions like, what did you learn? How did you work together? Now, how can you take this moment, this silly moment of building a tinker toy tower in a team building workshop into momentum into your workplace? So anytime something happens at work, are you able to ask a question about, well, how could we turn this positive 
experience we had into momentum for our future to propel us forward, and how could we take maybe a, a negative thing and debrief it around what happened, why did it happen, and what did we learn from it? So we also turned that into momentum, and that's kind of what that meant. So for people that are struggling out there, the, the listeners right now, mm-hmm. what is it that would help them discover the moment that they need to give momentum to? For, well, first off, number one, you have to give yourself permission to be angry, to be frustrated, to be ticked off for a short period of time. So, so let off that emotional steam that you're hurt, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're upset. So give yourself a period of time, but don't stay there. You know, don't throw a pity party. Stay in that moment long enough to get over the anger and even maybe write out things and say, I'm frustrated, I'm angry because of this. Put it away and then come back and do what this actually came from the military. It's called an after-action review. When something good happens or something negative happens, to turn that moment into momentum, to propel you forward to the future instead of trying to live in the past and looking in like the rearview mirror. It's like driving your car with the rearview mirror and trying to work backwards. You've got to look forward. So asking the questions from the after action review of being able to sit there and reflect, whether it's five minutes or five hours, what happened in the situation, what did I learn from it, And what would I do differently next time to create a different result? Because even when you've had a situation at work or something where maybe you're angry at your boss because they said something or did something, you participated in that in some way. So what would you do differently to create a different result for yourself? And then how do you turn that into momentum? You turn that into momentum by moving forward instead of dwelling on the past. You know, you can't keep saying, oh, when you did this back four years ago, you have to move past it. And if you need to write it down, I told people one time, write down everything they hated or they were angry about in a situation. And I took a trash can and lit them on fire and said, anytime you find yourself falling back into that negative, oh, poor me syndrome, just mentally say to yourself, burn it. Or have some kind of a clue that gives you something um, that, that propels you forward and gets you out of that moment. So you can constantly ask yourself the questions. What happened? Why did it happen? What do I need to do differently to create a different result? Ah, that's perfect. Perfect going right into our first commercial break. So I'd like everybody to think about those questions that Patty just posed, but also this one, which she talks about in her book, um, Quiet Women Never Change History. Be strong, stand up, and stand out. What are the moments in your life, and how can you turn these moments into momentum to propel you forward in a new, positive direction? We'll be right back with more from Patty Grimm. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. So, Patty, let's go kick some glass together. I know that you know, my radio show is actually called Women Kicking Glass, and it's on OC Talk Radio on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time. But yeah, this is all about kicking glass. Yeah, and I love how um, you know that's on the cover of your book, "Quiet Women Never Changed History." Be strong, stand up, stand up, and stand out. Um, let's go kick some glass, you know. And it's available wherever books are sold on Amazon and, and other places. Inside the book there was another comment that I thought was really important. And I know that this is an issue that my listeners 
often deal with because they reach out to me via email or social media, most of the time via email around this issue. Um, And you talk about it on page 31 of your book. Don't let other people tell you what is best for you. Can you, around that, this whole concept of, you know, you should do this with your career. um, I'm sorry, we don't go to the, you talk about this in the book too, you don't go to the bathroom in the middle of a meeting because we don't want (laughs) to lose momentum of the meeting. And you decided, well, you know, screw that. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be gone two minutes. It's fine. But how do how does somebody get that strength of self to know that they don't have to go along with the status quo? They have to follow certain rules in a business. But how do they get to the point of not letting other people tell them what's best for them? So I talk about three that relate specifically to this question. Okay, you're breaking up Number- a little bit. So I don't know if you oh. moved in your house. Okay. 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 Um, so I talk about three things in the book, and it really is this be strong, stand up, stand out. Uh, and so basically what I, what I tell people in the book and what I've done my entire career is, one, be strong, which is know what your strengths are and play to your strengths. So you mentioned Marcus Buckingham. I highly recommend people buy one of Marcus Buckingham's books on Strength Finder. The first one was called Now Discover Your Strengths. The latest one is called Stand Out. It's all about figuring out what your strengths are. And in the book, I do walk people through a way that you can do that without buying the book. Or you can go online and get a free disc, D-I-S-C, or any one of the style instruments and take that instrument to figure out what your strengths are. Because you need to know what your strengths are so you can play to your strengths. If you spend all your time trying to improve your weaknesses, which you need to get to an acceptable level, but if you spend all your time trying to find improve your weaknesses, you're going to drain your energy and you're not going to be as effective. And you're only going to improve in incremental levels. If you play to your strengths, you will improve at quantum leaps. Every athlete, every musician, every person out there that's a famous, famous person you can think of, they play to their strengths. They know what they strengths Okay, you're breaking up again. So you need to repeat that. Are you there? Thanks. Yeah. Okay. You're you're really breaking up. Patty, are you there? Okay, so we seem to have a little technical phone difficulty with with Patty. We're we're here with Patty Grimm talking about how you can get the strength in of yourself to not let other people tell you what is best for you. And she talked a lot about the book Strength Finders. Uh, Marcus Buckingham's books uh, about how you can find out what your strengths truly are and who you are in in business and in life and, and what your strengths are. So um, I highly recommend that book. We've talked about it on the show in the past. And I, I just love all of those different things. Patty, are you back? Nope. Okay. I'm getting a high sign from Mr. B that Patty is not back, so she'll be calling back into the radio station. She also has a show on OC Radio out in California, so we're all used to live radio. One of the things that I think is so powerful about the work that Patty does is something about what she calls her fall. And and in her fall, she really crashed, like I did, very hard um, health-wise, and it changed her outlook on who she is as a person and who she wanted to be out there in the world. Um, 
for me, my the biggest question that I had to ask myself when I did hit that crash was, um, and when I sold my tech company, was, do I want to be doing this anymore? Yeah. It, so oh, can, she's can back. Can you hear me? I'm back. Can okay. you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, great. Um, so we talked about the Be Strong one, and I heard you saying what it was all about. So the second one is stand up. So in order to stand up, you need something to stand on. You need a personal leadership vision that you write for yourself that you use to make career and life decisions. So you want to make career decisions that fit your strengths, and you want your personal vision to say, is this job I'm going to take or I'm considering, or is this action I'm going to take consistent with my personal vision and values? And I walk people through how to write your personal vision statement. You, you take a piece of paper, go to your favorite place, the beach, the ocean, a park, wherever your favorite place is, and in the middle of the paper write you incorporated or write Patty Grimm or Laura incorporated. And then just randomly think about in five years, your favorite magazine or TV show is going to do a story about you as a leader. What do you want that story to say? And just randomly write words, collaborator, inspirer, visionary, developer of people, passionate, compassionate. Whatever words come to mind, craft that into a personal vision. And then over a period of time, maybe a week or two, is try and fine-tune that into a statement of about 12 words or less, and that should become your vision statement. And then you stand up for yourself and things that fit your vision. I quit one major bank because I could no longer lie to my people and they were asking me to do things that weren't consistent with my vision. My personal vision statement is to make a difference and empower people to reach their full potential. That's why I do what I do. That's not clients I choose to work with. So first, you need to be strong. Second, you need to stand up and have a personal vision to stand on so that you have something that is, is a center for you. It's concrete. The final one is stand out. That means be valuable, be visible, and be vocal. So take your strengths, take your vision, and develop mastery around a skill or a talent that you use to keep you strong, that fits your vision, but also that makes you valuable to the organizations you work for. And then be visible and vocal. Toot your own horn more. Women don't tend to say, I did this enough. We always say, we did this or my team did this. Sometimes we have to be more visible and tell people what we're doing. If you think that doing what you're doing is going to get noticed by a manager, it may not because they have six, eight, ten people to manage. But if once we meet with your manager, maybe once a week, go in and say, hey, look what I did this week. And my, you could say my team and I did this. If you're not comfortable saying I did this. So it's, you know, then when, you, when you're in a situation where somebody says, well, I want you to do X, you could come and say, well, that doesn't fit my strengths. That doesn't fit my vision. And I don't feel like I'm standing up for myself. If I did what my parents wanted me to do, my dad wanted me to be an engineer, which would have been a total disaster. And my mom thought I should be a flight attendant, which would have been an even worse disaster because I would get angry and throw a cup of coffee on a passenger. <laughs> I could see you doing that, too. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, come on, jerk. Oops, sorry. Yeah, so those are kind of the three things that, you know, control your own destiny. You know, don't let anybody else control your destiny because they're not you. There's nobody like you on the earth, so cherish that. Enjoy that. Fine-tune your strengths. And use those three things to kind of make your decisions as you go forward. You, you mentioned much later in the book, on, on page 110, your friend Bobby said to you, you cannot give away what you do not own. And when yes. we come back from the news break, I want to talk about that some more. It's, it's pretty much what you just talked about, that you have to own who you are. But if you don't own who you are then 
you know, you possibly may be giving it away, who you are as a person. All right, so we are here with Patty Grimm, um, trainer extraordinaire, leadership coach, um, author, radio host, friend, um, one of these people that you want in your corner who wrote an amazing book called Quiet Women Never Change History, Be Strong, Stand Out, and Stand Up with the subtitle of Let's Go Kick Some Glass. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Patty, you've traveled all over the world for the work that you do. In, yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you're, you've hit Million Mile Club on Alaska Airlines, which doesn't really travel that far, so that's not something easy to do. <laughs> yes. And I had a million miles with Singapore Airlines because I traveled. I lived in Asia for three years for Microsoft. So for people who are considering a career, think about a career in IT. You can travel the world and be, do amazing things with amazing people. So while well, Laura said I'm not a geek, I'm a research geek, but I'm not a technic geek. So, yeah, yeah that's great what career I said. for people. You're totally a geek, just not a tech geek. Um there's all kinds of geeks, everybody. So just embrace it. Be a nerd. Be a geek. It's awesome. You know, because yeah. as we all know, I consider myself a geek, but I prefer the term intellectual bad and then add three letters after that, everybody, because I don't want to say that word on the air. Um, but anyway, in, in terms of all of your travel, what have you seen around the world with women and owning their own power? Or not owning their own power. Have you seen any commonalities? Yeah, what I what I see a lot of times is that women who own, even women around the world who own their own power. Uh, and I think of my friends in Australia and Europe and, and Asia. You know, they get strong enough to own their own power, but they sort of apologize for it. Like, I'm sorry. Or, or they'll be very assertive in a meeting and they can come across as aggressive and they'll be very assertive. And then they'll turn around sometimes and they'll sort of, in a, in a backhand way, kind of apologize for that strength. Well, men don't. Men don't apologize. Right? They simply say, here's where I am and here's what I do and here's, and, you know, love it or leave it. And I think more women need to think in regards to that. And not in a negative way. The difference between aggressive and assertive has to do with your intent. When you're aggressive, you're out to get something done, and you don't care who you run over and what you do. It's a very angry war-type word when you look up the dictionary of aggressive. Assertive, if you're assertive in standing up for yourself. Women around the world that stand up for themselves are assertive. You're standing up for something that you believe in, and you think it's the right thing to do. So you're asserting yourself in a positive way, and you can insert yourself by saying, my intention is to come up with the best solution. And I'm going to argue with what I think is the best solution until you can prove me wrong, but I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. So I think that whole piece about standing up and having something, a vision to stand on, helps you do that, but you need to show that strength. Women um, just tend to sometimes when we get that aggressive, we say, oh, I'm sorry, later, where men never do that. We never, we never apologize. And so I look at some of my friends around the world, and I look at a friend in, in the Philippines who's incredibly strong and empowering and she's proud of it and she knows who she is and she stands up for that she doesn't apologize for her strength and she uses that to her advantage when she's working with people 
that's so important to but it sounds like those women really understand who they are and as you talked about earlier what their vision mission and values are and if you get that so clearly as you talk about in your book which you lay out some wonderful exercises to people for people to do that for themselves um is there a key to help somebody come up with we we talked about the strengths and the words that people want to be described by but is there a key or a hook something that'll unlock for people how to get their own vision and mission and values it takes time. I mean, I for years was teaching the concept of vision, right? So countries have vision. You know, powerful countries that were no that were not powerful became powerful because they had a strong vision of the future that was fundamentally better than currently exists. So, a vision statement is something that's fundamentally better than currently exists. It's something you strive to be. Something I want to be in five years, or I want to be in ten years, and you want to live your vision so you can leave your legacy. Right, So it's all around that concept. Athletes have visions. Companies have visions. Well, women need visions, too. A vision of themselves as that strong leader, and it takes time to fine-tune it. I remember I was teaching vision for five, six, maybe ten years, and I was sitting in a, a work in a meeting, and somebody said, your vision statement should be a short, single statement, twelve, usually 12 words or less, that that really signifies who you stand for. Like I said, my personal vision is to make a difference and empower people to reach their full potential. The kinds of jobs I take with clients, the kinds of work to do, the reasons I write the books is I hope I can make a difference in somebody's life and empower them to be the best they can be. I've turned down work that was worth lots of money because the company did not fit with my vision. That regardless of what training I did to train their managers and women to be better leaders, it wouldn't matter because the culture was toxic and the senior managers wouldn't change things to allow people to thrive. And so for me to go in and actually teach people how to be great leaders and not have it be able to work and stick because the environment was so toxic, to me was almost like unethical. <laughs> you know, so it takes time to get to that state. It may take you a, a week, a month, six months, but keep working on that. Keep thinking about who do I want to be? If my favorite TV show was going to write, you know, do a show about me that everybody was going to see or my favorite magazine was going to do an article about me, what do I want them to say and then use that to live your life and guide your life? I every morning get up and do my tents and salutations. I do my prayers. I walk my dog. And I think about, am I doing what I want to do to live my vision? And sometimes I have to test myself and say, you know what? You didn't do that yesterday. You better get your act together and do it today. So it's, it's doing something with yourself, not with, not asking somebody else for permission. It's controlling your own destiny so you can be the best you can be. You had a, a great tweetable moment in there. Um, am I doing what I need to do to live my vision? I love that. Yeah. I and if that. not, change it. What if somebody mm-hmm. wants to change it, but they're struggling to figure out a way to change it, maybe because they need the money from their current job or they just really don't even know what the next step is to change it. They just know they want to change something because they're unhappy and they've right. explored that. But what would be your advice to somebody to take that next moment? 
So in in the you know, I talk about this in my presentations and, and in the book, but part of it is if you're really stuck, like you're in a job and you have to have this job, there are things you can do outside the work that could help bring you that energy and strength until you get to a time when you can do that. So if you're really stuck, and it's that old uh, saying from you know Einstein, if you know insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and over and over again and expecting a different result. Or he said, you know, you can't solve today's problems using yesterday's solution. So think about that, you know, the things that you could do to be different. So if you're truly stuck, can you go buy a book? Or can you get a book from the library? Or can you download or do a webinar or a free workshop about how to be an empowered leader or what you really want it to do? Can you volunteer at your kid's school to give you the energy you need that keeps you whole while you're getting through this stuck period? Can you go take a certificate program? Can you find a mentor? You know, find somebody that you can talk to that can coach you through uh, the things you need to do. When I was struggling with trying to decide whether or not to leave Microsoft after I'd been there for 15 years and restart my own company again, I went and found a coach. I found a woman also named Patty, a coach, who walked me through a process of picking whether I was going to go back to Microsoft at the time I was on a sabbatical, go back to Microsoft in my old job, go back to Microsoft at a different job, or leave and start my own company again. And so she walked me through this process of for each one of those three choices, like let's make a deal, it's what are the pros and cons of each one of those choices. And then pick the choice that was best that best fits my strengths and my vision and what I wanted to do to stand up, stand out. And make that choice. And then once you make that choice, come up with your communication plan. This is what people, I think, fall short. You make a career choice, but then you don't know what to say when Laura calls me and says, Patty, why in the world are you leaving Microsoft? Are you freaking crazy? <laughs> or, 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 or your father, your family says, you know, why would you take that? Why would you make that career choice? Or why would you go leave your, your company job and go work for a nonprofit? You can say, I left that job because it fits my strengths, it fits my vision, it's what I want to do, it's what I'm passionate about. So if you can't get it where you are, try and get unstuck by doing some reading, education, free webinars, free workshops, find a coach, find a mentor, a friend to say, I'm stuck. Have them ask you questions. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you think you're stuck? What do you think you could do? All the great questions that are in Laura's books. That when you're going through life to ask, the power's in the question. I realized the other day that I need to reread my other book to help me get stuck from one area of my life I'm stuck in. So, <laughs> laughing that you said that. <laughs> yeah, go back and read your book, Laura. <laughs> when I when I coach authors, because you know I've done author coaching and stuff like that. Um, one of the because they always give me like drafts of their books or outlines or whatever, and. I can see they're really stuck and I'll go, well, we, you know, according to your outline, you're answering that in chapter four. So maybe you just need to write chapter four or read chapter four and you'll get your own answer. <laughs> or sometimes they give me an actual book and I'll, I'll quick skim through it and get the highlights of it. And it's, it's so true, right? How sometimes you just need, you know, the answer, the answer is inside. You just need somebody to help yeah. you unlock that answer that's already there. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to believe that you can and that you're, you, that you're already on, you're starting on the right track. So asking yourself the questions is starting on the right track. It's like, you know, you believe in yourself. You're, you're fearless. You can conquer and recognize your fears um, and get help. If you, if you really, truly need it, get help from a friend. 
get help from a professional, get help from a book. I know I read, um, when I was going through my my fall, I call it my fall, I read the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes, and it probably did heal my life. And you gave me uh, Cheryl Richardson's book when I was going through something similar with Extreme Art of Extreme Self-Care, which really helped me uh, tremendously as well. And we're going into our last commercial break. We are here with Patty Grimm. And I'd like you, as we go into this last commercial break, to think about this question. Am I doing what I need to do to live my vision? So are you doing what you need to do? Tweet out to at the Laura Stewart. Let me know what's going on in your mind. We'll be right back. You mentioned before the commercial break about your fall and how you read Louise Hay's book, um, how to change your life and Cheryl Richardson's book, The Art of Extreme Self-Care. Looking back on that, are there some questions that you wished you had asked yourself or that somebody else had asked you while you were going through that? There actually was because I was actually going. So I went through what I call the, you know, the climb up the corporate ladder. I was the vice president of a big bank in California by the time I was 28. Great career, great career at Microsoft, traveled the world, all these wonderful things. And then I hit what I call the wall, basically, and that's when my fall started. Um, And it actually probably started two years before I actually went and took a sabbatical and got help and got healthy and all those kinds of things. Because I could feel myself slipping down. If you're at the top of the corporate mountain, I could feel myself slipping down. I could feel my performance going down. Um, I had brain fog. I couldn't think. I, I could barely even, I loved to cook, and I couldn't even make dinner or recipes because I would read the recipe, I'd go to the store and get, have a list to get all the ingredients and thought I got everything and realized I'd forgotten something. I'd get home to make dinner and I couldn't. So I, I knew I was slipping and falling. I'm sure people around me saw that. I knew my, my mental capacity was going down. I couldn't even write a simple email. I'd read an email with three lines. I'd said to somebody and I'd read it later and realize it was completely didn't make sense whether there were typos or wrong words in it. And I really wish somebody sooner would have said to me, are you okay? Because I was going in, I was miserable. I was dragging myself out of bed every day, and I felt like I had this happy face mask on. I'd get into the office and do everything I could to mask the fact that I was falling miserably inside and that I was literally disintegrating it. And the book did say, probably did save my life because I probably would have, you know, had some kind of medical major problem because mentally it affects you physically as well eventually. And I wish somebody would have said, are you okay? Uh, Do you need help? Um, I seem to notice that you're not really yourself today. You have on the happy face, you're doing all these things, but you seem to be miserable inside. Is there something I could do to help? Um, And maybe that would have triggered my my eventually coming to the realization that something was wrong. I'd gone to dozens of doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners and natural paths, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, and they kept saying, you know, you've got chronic fatigue, you've got, uh, you know, extreme exhaustion syndrome, you've got this, you've got that, you're depressed, you have anxiety, here's all these pills to take. Um, And I was afraid to take all the pills because I believe all those commercials with all the side effects. freaked out that I would die from taking something. So I wish somebody sooner would have said to me, are you okay? You don't seem like yourself today or this week or this month. Because it probably went on for at least a year and a half, if not two years, before I went to see one doctor who looked at me and gave me some tests and said, you are on immediate medical leave of absence. 
you are not to go back to work, you are not to call the boss, we will take care of everything for you. And that probably was the thing that finally somebody said, you're not okay, Can't, we, you need help, how can I help you? Um, and so one of the reasons I wrote the book was to help women recognize either that they're falling and recognize it sooner before they hit rock bottom or to not get into a fall at all. We're all going to have our ups and down moments, but not to get to a point where you are literally incapable of doing what you've always done and what you're passionate about. I love my job. I still love Microsoft. I still do consulting for Microsoft, even though I left them almost four years ago. I still do work for them as a consultant. So I, I wish somebody would have said, are you okay? Can I help? I need to introduce you to somebody I've had on my show, Miriam McGurk. She had a, a similar moment. I think you guys need to to chat. She literally was told, you're not going back to work, just like mm-hmm. you did. And now she's an amazing author and lives part of the year in Turkey and, and does some amazing, amazing work. But that that's so powerful. That's an awareness, right, of mm-hmm. somebody seeing you. Not not just seeing who you're presenting out to the world, but seeing you and what it sounds like happened. And I, and I know you, right? So I know this. That fall created, allowed you to be fully you. Yes. And, and know who you really wanted to be in the world going forward. Not that you weren't being you before, but something obviously had shifted and there was something bigger for you, something different for you. And you saying, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to take care of myself. I need to do these things created this amazing woman who I met. Yeah. Who's changing yeah. the world, you know, one person at a time, groups at a time with all the work you're doing. So that's that's really powerful that I think a lot of my listeners, I'd like you to really hear what Patty said, which is, Sometimes it's okay to fall as long as you take that moment and turn it into momentum. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not how far you fall that counts. It's how high you bounce back. Right. And that's a famous quote by somebody, so I can't, I can't take credit for that. I can't remember who the quote was from. Yeah. But it's not how far you fall. It's how high you bounce back. Um, and you certainly and, you announced, know, and, and we're getting towards the end of the show, so I want to make yeah. sure, because a couple of people have emailed me asking how they get in touch with you and, and how they find your book. So can you share yeah. that information? Yeah, so my book is primarily right now on Amazon. It's in Kindle and also in paperback form. I've had a number, every millennial I've met have asked me, is it on audiobook yet? And no, it is not. I will get there eventually, but it's on Kindle and on uh, paperback book through Amazon. It's called Quiet Women, Never Change History, Be Strong, Stand Up, Stand Out, and the subtitle is Let's Go Kick Some Glass. You can reach me at my email, which is Patty Grimm, and it's P-A-T-T-I-E-G-R-I-M-M at L-I-V-E dot com. So Patty Grimm at live dot com, and it is P-A-T-T-I-E and G-R-I-M-M. Or my phone number, if you want to reach out to me, my phone number is area code 425-289-6619. That's my primary cell number. I would love to hear from you. I do have a Facebook page for Women Kicking Glass 2 that I post a lot of information on, information from my show, which is on OC Talk Radio every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. So that's a way you can get in contact with me. 
if you want to, I'm going to have Laura on my show in a couple of weeks. I don't have my show schedule in front of me, but I, I know you're on the show in I a couple of weeks. I think it's May 12th. May 12th, that's it. Yes, May 12th. 12th. Uh, so Laura will be on my show, and then I'll be posting the recording of that up on uh, my Facebook pages and on social media as well. You know, I, your show is really cool because you have women, and you just had your first man on your show, talking about life-changing things and, and asking questions, which is, yep. is so important. Is there last thought you'd like to share with my listeners um, in the next minute? I would say one of the hardest things to do for women is put yourself, number one, on your things-to-do list. Um, you know, practice extreme self-care. Do the eat, pray, love, meditate, whatever works for you. I always say I am meditation challenged. <laughs> I've tried to meditate. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've tried to meditate forever, and so I just recently put, got the app 10% Happier which is the, one of the guys on GMA wrote a book called 10% Happier. So there's an app on there where they have you meditate for 10 minutes at a time and kind of starting to get a little bit better at it. But my brain works too quickly and I can't unplug my brain. But do things that make you happy. You know, be number one on your things to do list. Take care of yourself. Just like on the airplane, they tell you to put on your mask before they put on your child's mask. You have to take care of yourself as a mom, as a woman, as a, as a leader, as a manager. You have to take care of yourself first uh, and do those things that make you feel happy and bring you joy. And really, truly stand up, stand out, know what your strengths are, and let's go kick some great glass. I love it. Let's definitely go kick some glass together. Remember, you cannot give away what you do not own. And uh, yep. Patty, I want to thank you so much for being on my show today. Thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. Apologies for a little bit of the sound challenges, but... We made it work, and I really appreciate it. It was great talking with you. Same here. And it's live radio, so anything can happen (laughs) to my listeners (laughs) out there. Remember, everyone, the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? If you need help, reach out to me, and let me give you some support. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 